On today's show, the U.S. Department of Justice tells Volkswagen CEO that it will not arrest him. Maserati runs into trouble trying to sell SUVs, and one industry veteran calls for a higher gasoline tax in the U.S. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Last week, the Justice Department accused Volkswagen's former CEO, Martin Winterkorn, of a cover-up in the company's diesel cheating scandal. But the DOJ is going easier on VW's new CEO. Bloomberg reports that Herbert Dias has a deal that allows him to travel freely across the world without fear of being arrested. He'll also be notified ahead of time if he's being charged in connection with the cheating scandal. Analysts say this is a very unusual move, and it suggests he may be providing information to authorities. Dias joined VW just months before the scandal became public and isn't accused of any wrongdoing. In the last decade, Mazda has gone nowhere in the American market. But maybe that's starting to turn around. Mazda North America made a lot of management changes and sales, are up nearly 15%, making Mazda one of the best-performing automakers so far this year. As you'd expect with the way things are going in the market these days, sales of its passenger cars are down, including the Mazda 3, Mazda 6, and the MX-5 Miata. But sales of its crossovers, CX-3, CX-5, and CX-9, are all up by double digits. In fact, the CX-5 was up an impressive 51% in the first three months of the year. You know, every time you turn around these days, there's another major announcement out of mobility services. Now Lyft and Aptiv have partnered up on autonomous vehicles. Aptiv, the technology company that was spun off from Delphi last year, launched a fleet of 30 self-driving BMWs on the Lyft network in Las Vegas. The vehicles are available to the general public and are in operation right now and can be hailed using the Lyft app. But even though they are autonomous, there's still a human behind the wheel to take control in an emergency. Well, Maserati thought that coming out with an SUV would be a big boost to the brand. It hasn't worked out that way. That's coming up next. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Uh Uh-oh, all of a sudden things aren't looking so bright for Maserati. At a time when luxury SUVs are all the rage, sales of the Maserati Levante fell more than 20% in the first quarter. When Sergio Marchion, the CEO of FCA, was asked why sales were down so much, He was perfectly blunt. To be perfectly honest, I think we sucked at the launch of the Levante, he said. Supposedly, this is why Marchione replaced Reed Bigland with Tim Kaniscus as the head of Alfa Romeo and Maserati. The poor performance of the Levante dragged down Maserati's financial performance. Sales fell 21%, revenue fell 20%, and earnings fell almost 20%. Maserati hopes to turn the situation around with the launch of the Levante Trofeo that comes with a twin-turbo V8 from Ferrari with 590 horsepower. 
In racing news over the weekend, Formula One driver Fernando Alonso just won his first endurance race. Along with co-drivers Sebastian Buemi and Kazuki Nakajima, Alonso took the top spot in their Toyota hybrid race car at the six hours of Spa. Alonso is training to compete in the 24 hours of Le Mans. He wants to win what is called in racing the Triple Crown, winning the Monaco Grand Prix, which he's already done, and now he wants to win Le Mans and the Indy 500. In other weekend racing news, Kevin Harvick won the NASCAR race in Dover in his Ford Fusion. In fact, he took the lead in the Drivers' Championship. And in sports car racing, Ricky Taylor and Elio Castro-Nieves just beat out Juan Pablo Montoya and Dane Cameron to win the IMSA race at Mid-Ohio. Penske Racing is fielding the two Acuras, and this is the team's first win with that car. Is a gas tax a more effective way of trying to reduce emissions than CAFE? Well, that's coming up next. In last week's AutoLine After Hours, we were joined by Steve Miller, the CEO of the International Automotive Components Group. And during that conversation, the topic of fuel economy came up and whether or not a gas tax is a more effective way of reducing emissions than CAFE. Take a look. Gas tax is the right way to try and reduce the carbon footprint of you know, transportation generally. And I mean, in Europe, it's been hugely successful in driving a, a very different uh, model for what uh, people will buy. Uh, and that's and that's the way it should be. But, the, you know, the CAFE rule is so riddled with exceptions and workarounds and all that that it's... Uh, the one thing it does, it, it, it drives down the profitability of making a small fuel-efficient vehicle and drives up the profitability of, of having to restrict your production of uh, larger... Uh, vehicles and 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 so you the 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 tension is between uh, you know cheap gas which is a public policy and then cafe trying to force the manufacturers to drive their mix down into an area that the market really doesn't want and i just I mean i think we are crazy so when you when you talk about cheap gas, are you talking? Uh, are you saying that it, it's as a policy being kept cheap, or it's just that? Uh, I mean, are we not paying all the costs because our our gas tax is so low? It's like what eighteen or nineteen yeah. cents a gallon. Well, there, are two, I mean, there's a whole lot of things to go with a gas tax. I mean, uh, one is you know consumption of gasoline means emissions. Yeah, that's got a big environmental impact. Uh, it does mean at the margin you either import uh, uh, oil products or you export less. That's got a balance of payments effect. Right. Um, and so if, if you want the public to behave differently because there are social costs to the consumption of gasoline, well then tax it is the, you know, is the right social answer. You can watch that entire interview with Steve Miller right now on our website, autoline.tv or you can find it on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.